today to This Needs to Be Said, TNTBS, and I am your host, Catherine Waddell. There is such a need for people to be able to be truthful today. We've been tactful all around the world, and in the midst of that, trying to fit in so we conform, we want to be accepted. Then one day you ask yourself, what is my truth? While digging through a lot of baggage, gathered from wanting to belong somewhere and not sure what you believe, there's a crying out for all those things that should be said that are not being said. No longer will we pretend that there are no issues to address or that we are only going to talk about certain ones. This show, coupled with our blog site and our website, will be the beginning of you finding your way. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. You were thinking it. We're going to talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is our midweek show, and we have a little bit of new stuff for you today. So you get to not only tune into an exclusive interview with someone who has a passion behind food, yes, a chef is going to be on the show, and I don't know if that means I'm going to get some goodies, but I'm sure hoping I I do. Um, I I think I better do a good job with the interview, right? But we also have a new bit that's called Daily Dose of Weird News. You're going to hear that every day. We're going to have a few bits for today of that. Of course, we've introduced the Help Me Sell an Argument bit. You'll continue to hear that. And you're going to hear some new voices added to the lineup for This Needs to Be Said. Vincent K. Harris with Vince on Business will be a part of what we're doing. And you're going to also get five minutes of forgiveness, all right? So stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to get into our interview with Chef Johnson, and we're going to get his story too, everything that leads up to it as well as his passion for food. So we're going to take a short break, take a pen and paper out because you want to take down websites so you can connect with people. You want to take notes because we're going to be learning a lot of great stuff. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project.org hyphenpush.org. Introducing Pinum, the new geosocial app that lets you safely engage and map friends, family, and groups. Pinum is a location-based phone app where you get your permanent PIN number or PINNUM. At your discretion, you can share your PINNUM with friends, family, or make your own groups to communicate, locate, and exchange information. Parents, keep track of your children. 
businesses see movement of your drivers, field staff, and equipment. Create a private group and even find businesses who offer deal-based offers just for pinners. Download today for iPhone or Android in the App Store or go to www.pinum.com. That's P-I-N-N-U-M dot com.
This portion of the This Needs to Be Said radio show is being brought to you by Bright Tent Travel, your one stop for travel. Thank you so much for tuning in today to This Needs to Be Said. We're getting ready for our exclusive interview with Chef Andario Johnson. He's going to talk with you about his story and how it led up to his passion for becoming a chef, all the things delicious around food. Welcome to the show. How are you? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, right after lunch, talking to a chef. I mean, I'm expecting you like to like virtually send me some some goodies. I need dessert or something. I always get excited around food. I have like a food dance. You know, the people who love food have a food dance. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I got noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little dance. I do. What I want you to do is introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about the man behind the chef hat, okay? And then we'll get into your passion. All right, my name is Andario Johnson. Um, everybody call me Chef. Um, gone born and raised in um, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Um, here now reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, just here trying to network and do my thing. You know, show the people what I got. Bringing some of that Southern flair. You definitely got an accent. He said Carolina. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now, are people see Hilton Head? I've always heard of people visiting there. So, what is Hilton Head like to live there? Oh man! Now, if you're older, it's a good place for old folks to retire and chill. You know, if you want to play <laughs> okay. golf, like. But um, it's all right. It's a nice place, man. It has a lot of culture. You know, um, a lot of a lot of good food. You know, and it's, just, it's a nice nice place, nice laid back place, but just too small for me. And they got that, you know, that low country family feel, you know, nice comfortable mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us, tell us about how you led up to becoming a chef. Was this something you always wanted to do? And if so, of course, give us that story. You know, is it from a family member that you learned, or if it's not something you always wanted to do, how did you end up on this journey? So, tell, tell, ask the first question: Is this something you always wanted to do? Um, really, it was, I, I, I looked back at my life and saw that, you know, the, when I was 14 years old, I started, I was working at a pizza spot, Little, Little Caesars, as a matter of fact. I was 14 years old. And, um, and oh, as yeah. I, you know, and I've always, always been in the restaurant ever since I've known, you know, and I didn't realize that I turned about 24, 25 years old. I was like, man, this is what I meant. This is my purpose here. This is what I'm meant to do because I look back. I started at 14 and I'm still in the restaurant. But as as I was a teenager in high school, you know, I was working at this uh, restaurant, and I was, you know, they had me in the back of the, in the back cooking, you know, and you had your little front of the house managers and all, and he's always come back there telling us what to do. And I was talking to one of the older guys, and I said, man, what I got to do to be a manager, man? I get tired of people bossing me around. He said, man, you need to um, go to culinary school, man. Why don't you try to go to Johnson & Wales in Charleston, South Carolina? And I said, all right. Mm. You know, I was still, like, in high school, my 11th grade year. Well, I don't graduate and got um, applied at Johnson & Wales and got accepted. And when I went there my freshman year, they was like, when you leave here, you shouldn't be a cook. You should be a chef because anybody could cook, but not anybody could be a chef. I was like, all right. Now, you know what that reminds me of, don't you? <laughs> that What's movie that? Ratatouille. Have oh, you seen yeah, it? It's yeah. a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I love yeah. it. I love it. That. <laughs> That's just what popped in my head. I'm sorry. That was that. That just made me think of it. So when you leave, when you left Johnson and Wells, your um your your main mission was to be a chef. There was no going to be anything less than that. For me, because I'm just a person that likes to eat good food. For me and the audience, what would you say is the difference that the, between a chef and a cook? Other than you know the title, and now chef sounds more prestigious. But what's the difference? Well, a chef, man, he's more than just a great cook. A chef has to learn how to manage, you know, how to, uh, uh, to control, you know, control your costs and and just look at the food at a different aspect. It's an art to a chef. A cook, you know, anybody cook. That's like grandma in the kitchen. You know, grandma get in there and make some good food. But grandma got to know how to, you know, read, you know, how to portion it. And, you know, she don't know about all that portion sizes and certain nutritional facts and, you know, the history of food and, you know, and certain people's palates, how they taste palates, you know, different palates. It's just, it's more of a science to it, to a chef, you know. Um, but, any, you know, the cook don't think about all that, you know, especially the management part of it. And, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's a lot of the most. What was the most surprising thing you learned when you went to school to become a chef? The most surprising thing that I've learned, um, um, oh well, I guess the different cultures, man, different cultures, dealing with different people from around the world, you know, and learning and learning their, you know, different, you know, different um, menus and different food items that, you know, they work with and different herbs and spices. That was interesting to me, too, to know your herbs and spices on how to season certain certain food, you know, certain foods and meats and everything like that. But that was very mm-hmm. shocking and different to me, you know, learning the spices um, and trying out different foods because so, they used to make me try some of everything, man, like wow. caviar. I didn't want to try it, but I had to taste it, you know, just because I had well, to was it, was my Well, was it surprisingly good or was it yucky just like you imagined? Yucky, just like I imagined. Nothing I wouldn't want to order. <laughs> but, I mean, but I know it's an acquired taste for some people, so I'm just going to put it out put it out there. I don't want to discourage anybody from trying it if they want to. But, yeah, yeah I wonder. Now, with me, I, I wonder if, like, the things that your parents cooked with in the kitchen, did you see that maybe they had a lot of variety or they had less variety than you had? Do you feel like you were limited? Or did your family explore um, pretty much like you did in chef school, maybe not the – the caviar, but um, when you looked in your cabinet or you looked in your grandma's cabinet, what's the comparison to chef school? You were like, were we limited or what? We were very limited because I came from a poor family. He said very we limited. Had, okay. Very <laughs> limited. Canned goods, you know, government tea. <laughs> you know, we came uh-huh. a long way, man. And I'm blessed to become a chef and now I can eat just as good as rich folks, you know. I, you know, mm-hmm. but I can't my parents had a limited man. We, you know, we barely tried to, you know, made it. And I'm thankful to be where I'm at now. You know, I don't have to be rich, but I can still eat some of the finer things the rich, rich people eat. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, we were very so is it is it more expensive to eat? Like, okay, if I if I knew what you knew, would it be very expensive for me to eat a better quality of food, um, or have a, a better variety, or I don't say better variety, but a bigger variety of foods in my kitchen, would it be more expensive or would it be the same as me going to the grocery store doing the same stuff over and over? Believe it or not, it's not as expensive as people think it is, man. As long as you know how to um, shop around and compare prices, you can get, a, get, you can get lobster or whatever for just as much as you'll buy a piece of chicken sometimes. You know, it, it's not expensive. You just got to know how to shop. 
You got to know how to shop. And, and know, know how to cook looking. it when you get it home. <laughs> yeah, that's all. It's not a at all. Now, since the beginning of your career, how, let's, let's answer this question for the audience. How long have you been a chef? Well, I've been a chef since 2004, well, about 10 years now. That's when I really uh-huh. started. I had my first restaurant about 2004, 2005, around that time. Uh-huh. Um, I've been cooking for 20 years, though. I started since, uh, like I said, I was 14. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, yeah, but it I changed finally from became... cook to chef during some of that career. Yeah. Because soon okay. as you get out of school, you're not a chef off the gate. It takes you five, ten years sometimes just to be, say you are a chef, just to become a chef. It takes time. Because uh-huh. you uh-huh. can't call yourself a chef overnight just because you graduated from school. You know, um, it just takes time and experience, and you got to work around other chefs and other cultures, man, just to learn different styles and techniques, you know. Now, if you had anybody on this radio interview with you right now, who would you like to say thank you to? You may have already said that, but I'm just wondering, um, who would you like to say thank you for a, that helped you along your journey of being able to finally call yourself a chef? I would like to say thank you to, matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, um, I would like to say thank you to this guy named Chef Joe Rickerson because he motivated me to become where I'm, what I am today. He was on, on Puff P. Diddy Chef. At Justin's restaurant, I used to work there in Atlanta, and I was, you know, he didn't hire me, but his sous chef hired me. And when I was working there, man, I guess I was catching on kind of slow. I was fresh out of college, and I was too slow for him. And one day, this uh-huh. guy put me in his office. He put me in his office, and he said, "Then Dario, I don't think cooking for you. I think you need to <laughs> cut your hair or something." Like that. <laughs> said, I don't think this. I don't think this is the way you need to go, son. <laughs> I look at this man. He's older than me now. I used to look up. I look up to older people, and I'm like, he should have encouraged me if anything. But he, he, he motivated. Me. <laughs> he was. He was telling you, you know, I'm encouraging you to find a better route. <laughs> yeah, that's that negative oh. and made it a positive. Because how are you gonna tell me what's not for me? So I really took my career mm-hmm. even, even you know, I took it even more serious than ever. And I, I always had that in the back of my mind. How does man going to tell me what ain't for me? I'm going to show, you know, I'm going to prove to him. You know what I'm saying? And I think I like to thank him out of all people. I thank him for motivating me. You know, I take that negative and made it a positive. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we have, Well, I mean, 10 years later, definitely, we know that uh, he might not have been right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you mentioned um, you mentioned P. Diddy. So let's talk about some of the people that you may have encountered, crossed paths, cooked food for over your journey. Are there any notables that you'd like to mention? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them, man. Oh, man. Um, I, I, I was um, the most recent one I cooked for was um, Hakeem Nix. He used to play for the New York Giants, NFL player. I was a mm-hmm. personal chef for Stephen Davis. He uh, was a running back for the Carolina Panthers. Um, uh, Vivica Fox, Lisa Ray. Um, Bill Bill DeVore, Luke, Jermaine Dupri, um, Bernadette Enos. Uh, I don't know if you remember her. She was from Good Times. Oh, yeah, Times. yeah, from Good Times, yeah. Um, Maya, uh, Candy, Cam Newton, uh, Steve Smith, Bruce Smith. Now, let me ask a lot of, a lot of, ask a lot of football Wow, so you got you got a long list of those. I want to know, out of all of those people, because I'm sure you can keep going, were those people nice? Can you can, can you tell us if they were buttholes or not? 
Like, oh man, I, I tell you the truth, everybody was nice. I never had a problem really? with anybody that called me. Everybody was cool, you know. When, they, when you feeding them, they better be cool. They gotta be cool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know but, some people to, don't. Some people don't act like they have good sense. So I mean, I, I'm just wondering. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody wow. was cool though. The man I liked the most was Trina. Out of all of them, Trina was the only one that tipped me. <laughs> Trina gave Uh-oh. me a nice size. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this in this man has tips. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Well, this, I mean, this is good and exciting um, for you to take us on your journey. Let's take a short break, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk some more with you about your journey as a chef. And we're going to talk about some things that we haven't mentioned, like, you know, where can people get in touch with you? How can they get a sample of your food? Where are you located? We're going to get into all of that stuff after a short break, okay? All right, sounds good. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. A vendor selling guns at an arms show in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania on Saturday shot a woman in the leg accidentally when demonstrating a concealed carry wallet holster. The vendor's name, ironically, is In Case of Emergency Enterprises. Well, here's a job that anybody would love to have, assuming, that is, they have the right-sized feet. The Queen of England has been wearing the same shoes for 50 years. They're super functional, and that's all that matters. And every time she buys a new pair, well, there's a junior member of her staff who breaks them in for her. Yep, you too can be a part of the wonderful career of sharing royal foot fungus. A new study links watching a lot of television to an early grave. According to the report in Relevant Magazine, the study in Spain followed more than 13,000 adults. It found that those who watched three or, or, uh, three or more hours of TV a day were twice as likely to die. And watching two broke girls sped up the process threefold. Worldview Enterprises, a space tourism company, is working on a hot air balloon that will have the ability to take tourists 20 miles above the Earth. According to the Christian Post report, the plan is to use the same type of balloon used to get Felix Baumgartner up to space during his jump from the edge of space. The goal is to have the system ready by 2016, but it's not going to be cheap. The estimated cost is about $75,000 per person. Each capsule will hold up to six passengers, and the capsule will float above the Earth for approximately two hours before it descends. You know, maybe I'll finally be able to locate that balloon I lost on my fifth birthday. I still remember it, flying off, leaving me crying. A new report shows that not only is Hillary Clinton's book Hard Choices not selling, a lot of readers quit about 30 pages in. On the bright side, tons of people are finally fixing their short leg of the couch problem. Although that's not working for me because my couch still keeps leaning really far to the left. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Are you wanting to create the out-of-the-box life that Christ came to give? Have you lost your faith? and you're ready to find it? Are you wanting to get unstuck from that rut you've been in? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you are ready. Come over to kickboxingbelievers.com. 
No, this is not martial arts. This is about faith, because faith is our foundation. Here we believe that with God all things are possible, and here we manifest the greater works so we can make an impact. Come join us and get out of the box at www.kickboxingbelievers.com. Did you know that well-being is more than fixing issues or problems? It is learning and being able to live well in every moment of every day. At the well-being practice, mind, body, and spirit are our focus. Services include everything from counseling, life coaching, therapy, psychic readings, spiritual healing, sexual therapy, and many forms of holistic coaching. What is unique is a combining of traditional methods with metaphysical techniques. Assistance is worldwide via the internet as well as face-to-face. No issue is too complex. Please visit www.thewellbeingpractice.com.au so you can live well. This Help Me Settle an Argument bit is being brought to you by DreamsWovenSupportNetwork.org, where we're weaving dreams into reality. You will be given an argument to settle, and we want you to head on over to the TNTBS Talk Show fan page on Facebook and post your response under the argument heading. See you on the fan page. Today's argument is toilet paper roll over or under. Do you like your toilet paper over or under? Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We have been talking with Chef and Dario Johnson. We're going to get um, back into the interview with him. We want to talk about where you can connect with him outside of This Needs to Be Said and taste his food. And we want to get it, you know, just finish up here. <laughs> so how can we, where are you located? We want to know where can we get some of your delicious food because we know it's delicious. Otherwise, that guy would have been right 10 years ago, right? Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'm located well, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina. I just recently started um, doing the food truck thing. I, I just got a food truck about a month ago, and it's called okay. um, Cuzzles. Um, yeah, Cuzzles Cuisines. You can follow me on Instagram, Cuzzles Cuisines Food Truck, uh, or like me on Facebook, Cuzzles Cuisines Food Truck. And I also have a catering website, AMJ Catering, and you can log on to that, amjcatering.com. Um, right now, I'm like more mobile, and and I'm pretty much I, I go anywhere over the, through around the city, and um, starting July 31st, I'll be downtown Charlotte on Sixth and Tryon for 30 days. So you know, with the food truck thing they got going on here, they they bounce you around the city. So you just gotta follow me on Instagram and Facebook and know my location. So with the food, I was going to ask you that, where are you located? So you're saying with the city, your food truck, it depends on the city where they have you located? You don't have a set place? How does that work? No, I don't have a set place just yet. But, every, you know, you can always catch me every Saturday um, downtown on Camden Street. On, yeah, downtown Camden Street at the food truck park. Um, but I'm going to have a, a daily location starting July 31st. I know it's going to be downtown on 6th and Tryon. Okay. Okay. What kind of 
what kind of foods are on your Cuzzles, Cuzzles Cuisine uh, food truck? Um, I have everything from lobster mac and cheese, shrimp and grits, sawfish tacos, chicken and sweet potato waffles, jerk chicken wings, lemon pepper wings, Cajun wings, um, barbecue wings. Um, And I also have a special drink, a cucumber melon pink lemonade that is a hot seller this summer. (laughs) Really? um, Cucumber melon pink lemonade. Okay. Now, I just want to know, out of all this food that you named, and it sounds so delicious, um, I need to know about dessert, and I need to know about, um, will this fit into my diet? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start my dessert this week. I'm not a big dessert guy, but uh, my my, my team, they were telling me I need to have a dessert on the menu, so I'm going to make my famous banana pudding, and I might might throw in some um, red velvet cupcakes. No, yeah, so I, I keep it simple. I'm not a big dessert guy and, and baking and pastry, but I could do it if I have to, something simple. Oh, okay, okay. And well, we fit it in your diet. <laughs> yeah, I can fit that banana pudding definitely in the little, little sliver of that red velvet. Yeah, yeah, the cupcakes, the little small size. Yeah, and I can I can fit that right in my diet. Yeah, I sure can. Mhm. I'm thinking about uh-huh. in, in the in the icing. See, yeah, my mind went dessert. I love it. Okay, uh-huh. but we can find you. You said every Saturday on Camden Street in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, every Saturday was, on Camden Street in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mhm. What's the time that y'all are down there? Say that again. What's the time that you you're down there? Oh, I'm sorry. It's from 4 p.m. until 9 p.m. Yeah, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Give your website one more time and your Instagram one more time, and then we're going to um, yeah. wrap up this interview. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. But it's Cuzzles Cuisines. Cuzzles spelled C-U-Z-Z-O-S, Cuisines Food Truck on Instagram. Facebook, Cuzzles Cuisines, Food Truck, and uh, you can, my website, amjcatering.com, or you can also call 980-236-0571. All right. Thank you so much. And keep us posted when you get your um, permanent location at the end of this month. Always give us a call back. You are now a friend of This Needs to Be Said, all right? Sounds good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Let Brighton Travel help you with your getaway vacation or cruise. We're a full-service agency, so we specialize in honeymoons, hotel, air, and car rental as well. Call today at 704-491-3528, or you can reach us on the web at brightontravel.com. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724 734 
724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 hello. I'm Sharisa Robinson, and welcome to Your Healing. I'm the host of the Forgiveness Heal Show, and we're going to get right into it. Uh, Five minutes or less, I'm going to talk about really quickly what forgiveness really is. Hurt is an open wound in the heart. If left untreated, mishandled, or ignored, these open wounds become the gateway for the virus and silent killing disease unforgiveness. You're now vulnerable. Mind, body, soul, and spirit is invaded with the infections of bitterness, anger, resentment, confusion, insecurities, negativity, low self-esteem, jealousy, and I can just go on. These infections and many others are malicious, contagious, debilitating emotions that grow off of your fears and weaken you. As a virus and the infection spread throughout, you begin to experience the adverse side effects, bad attitude, temper, failing relationships, broken heartaches, bad decision-making, limited mindset, lack of creativity, being a victim constantly or being a victimizer, addiction, promiscuity, sickness and disease, unhappiness, trust issues, and forever. Forgiveness heals while unforgiveness kills. And that really quickly is copyrighted by me, something that I wrote a long time ago. And basically, I'm just breaking down what the process of hurry is and how it affects our body. But hearing all that, please know, you cannot heal a, a hurt at the same level of consciousness that it was created. You have to step out of yourself and out of the situation to view it properly. And how do you do that? You do that by forgiving, through forgiveness. And many people find forgiveness hard because they go off what they feel like doing or what they feel they shouldn't be doing or how the other person don't deserve and how what they did to them. And, that is, and all that may be true, but forgiveness is a decision. It is an action. And we all know what action words are. Action words are verbs. That means you have to put forth an effort to do. To jump, you have to actually jump. To talk, you have to actually put forth the effort, move your mouth for the words to come out. To sing, to dance, to move, all these are actions that you have to actually put forward to do. Granted, some be involuntarily where you can do it without having to think. As you begin to practice forgiveness over and over again, it becomes a lifestyle. You constantly go through the process. It is a process. So as I said, forgiveness is not its a decision. It is an action. It is not an emotion. It is not based on how you feel. But what comes from forgiveness are the positive emotions, like being happy, being at peace. But the same is on the end as opposite with unforgiveness. Uh, unforgiveness is also an action. You're doing it, and from that, negative effects take over your body and those negative effects are the negative emotions that, that are associated with unforgiveness, just like the positive emotions are associated with forgiveness. And unforgiveness is a reaction to a negative, painful emotion that we can let go of. 
but you have to, like I said, know that when you're letting go of something, you're allowing yourself to be free. You and then, and then, like I said, it's a process. You have to be kind to yourself and allow the process to be a process. And you do that by being proactive. Someone told me be proactive to your healing and not be re- reactive to the situation. So just very quickly, I just wanted to touch base on that as an intro into the um, the radio show as I begin to explain further and further and further with each show what forgiveness is, how to do it, and what's the healing level, what's the purpose, because it's a topic that many of us avoid. So I, I hope that you enjoyed the first show. I hope you will begin to tune in. Know that forgiveness does heal. And I ask you, are you ready to forgive?
I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. Josh Ernest said the White House is considering action that would mitigate the Hobby Lobby decision. Yeah, that tiny scrap of religious freedom is really threatening to get out of hand. Scientific American reports that scientists have uh, found the average time it takes for a mammal over 6.5 pounds to urinate, which is a consistent 21 seconds, regardless of whether it's a huge elephant or a small cat. Wow, so glad we're able to get the big, important studies out of the way first. I mean, because now we can move on to those small, more insignificant issues, you know, like finding cures for cancer and AIDS. Courtney Love is going to join Sons of Anarchy for its final season. Apparently, the producers did not think they had quite enough anarchy. Arizona transportation officials say a new system is to blame for some people getting the wrong picture on their driver's permit. The Arizona Motor Vehicles Department director, Stacy Stanton, says she learned that there have been five cases so far of people receiving a license or ID with somebody else's photo and signature. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened, arisen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Fine, thanks in you. It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit. Despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed a celibate, we rise.
the recollection and I stumbled on the thought uh-huh. That you said in my bed got lost in the car My nature waking in the morning, guess I rose before dawn Nobody noticed you were missing uh-huh. in the midst of the night Except the neighbors wondering why my house was so bright Dripping pulse on my tongue as I taste what you feel A burning sensation, the passion so real The pull is so strong, the moment so wrong So we say our goodbyes, I put you back where you belong So the world can see you shine, recognize the grand design Turn my eyes up to see and know that you are mine I wait for the eve, knowing what all is in store Waiting for the dust so you can visit once more The passion overwhelms us, I'm looking in your eyes Tears falling now, cause it's almost God used to make you addicted to the poison. I chased it with chamomile. Envious of the tipless taste on his tongue. If we both die, at whose grave will you be? Which one? Answer that I see in the eye of the storm. Okay. That ravages my pages. My poems just collapse. My hope left in ruins. My foundation cracks. No fairy tale ending. No happily ever after. Destiny just laughs at this natural disaster. Doesn't explain why I feel so alone. My happiness a refugee that can't return home. My love's been displaced by the views I can't escape, the feeling I can't erase, the face I can't replace. I tattooed her name and I feel so insane. Uh-huh. Who searches the shore for another hurricane? Okay, so I started Insanity, and it's been a while. And I just, you know what, if I ever have an opportunity to meet that guy, Sean, I'm going to talk to him about some things. I really am. This man is crazy. I want you to understand, he is crazy. You need to be called in, whatever. This man is crazy. Let's go. Today's episode is all about solving problems. You see, society has trained us not to think. And what we end up doing is just doing what everyone else does. The problem with that is people are thinking at the same level they were thinking when the problem was created versus thinking at a higher level to get beyond the problem. Again, the key to all of this in solving any problem in your life is that you must think at a higher level than you were thinking when the problem was originally created. Many times when someone creates a problem and realize they have a problem, what they end up doing is going to others to say, fix my problem or hey, what should I do? There's nothing wrong with that. However, it doesn't allow you to grow. What you should be asking is, hey, can you give me your guidance, your wisdom and your insight so that I can not only solve my problem for right now, I can also expand and learn so that I can solve future problems. So here are three strategies you can use to solve any problem. Strategy number one is that you must believe every problem has a solution. The hardships that are currently in your life are not facts of life. 
Facts are things like your height or your race. Those things can't be changed. However, problems by definitions all have solutions. Now, if you don't believe every problem has a solution, what you've just done is empowered your problem to be a fact of life only for you. That's a major problem in itself. You have to make sure you avoid this at all costs. Again, believe that every problem has multiple solutions. Strategy number two is to list all possible solutions. There's two parts to this. The first part requires only your effort, and that is write down any and all possible solutions to your problem, regardless of how crazy it may sound, how drastic it may be, you write them all down. The next part is you explain your problem to your empowerment team or those who you trust, your inner circle, and you allow them to come up with solutions to your problem without you telling them all about yours. Okay, so again, there's two parts. You list all your possible solutions, then you tell your financial or your personal team about your problem. They list all of their solutions, then we move on to step number three. Strategy number three is to just do it. You have two lists, your personal list and the list from your empowerment team. Okay, you put both lists together and put every item in order of priority. Once you find the best solutions, let's say you had 100 solutions, nah, that's too drastic. Let's say you had 10 solutions, and you know what? You go from one through 10. This is the best thing I should do first. This is the worst thing, however, it's still a possible solution. Once you have it all together, begin to go through each solution until you find a solution to that main problem. Again, you're just doing it. Get started, take action. So for each of you who are looking for ways to find solutions to your problems, that is my solution to your problem. However, you guys know I want to hear from you. Comment below and tell us how you solve problems in your own personal life and business. Then head on over to VinceOnBusiness.com to join the conversation. Did this video solve your problem? If so, subscribe to my channel, then share it with your family, your friends, as well as your colleagues across social media. And if you want even more insight and personal resources, head on over to VinceOnBusiness.com to sign up for my email updates. And remember, you are two people, the person you are currently, as well as the person you are destined to become. And the goal in life is to get those two people to meet, because it's never too late to become what you should have been. Thanks for watching.
I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. A Virginia man was arrested after he stripped naked at a pizza restaurant after a pub crawl and led police on a chase before crashing into parked cars. For his crimes, Charles Mack spent his 23rd birthday in jail. We're assuming in his birthday suit. Police in Delaware arrested a man they say was trying to retru- uh, retrieve 72 pounds of whole frozen chickens that he stole from a delivery truck and stashed at a daycare center. Police say a man stole the frozen chickens from a truck making a grocery delivery in Wilmington. Officers say the man hid the chickens at a daycare behind the grocery and fled. Authorities say 49-year-old Ronald Johnson of Wilmington returned to the daycare but was confronted by an employee. Police say he cut the employee on the back and hand with a knife. The man was arrested after a foot chase. It's not known whether the man was planning to wash the knife first before carving the chicken. Senate Democrats have introduced a bill that would override the Supreme Court's Hobby Lobby ruling. 
Yep, because there's nothing a hastily introduced, ill-considered bill ramrodded through Congress can't fix. United Airlines has announced that it will be eliminating a couple of things commonly served with meals in its premium cabins. Ketchup and garlic bread. United's been losing a bunch of money lately, and this is just one of many ways that it hopes to get back in, uh, to get back in the black. Wait a minute, wait, wait, no ketchup though? I mean, how on earth then are you supposed to make the in-flight meals palatable? The 52-year-old man accused of punching another man and hitting him with his car in a dispute over pew space in Utah has been ordered to spend 30 days in jail. Wayne Dodge was sentenced after pleading guilty to a misdemeanor assault charge. He was also ordered to complete an anger management class and pay a fine. Weber County deputies say the fight happened at a Mormon meeting house during a crowded church service that included a baby blessing and a missionary farewell. Authorities say Dodge sat in a section that another family had saved in hopes of getting a good view of the baby blessing. Dodge is accused of punching the man after the service and striking him with his vehicle in the parking lot. Not only that, but because this happened at the church, the victim had to turn the other cheek and allow the guy to hit the other side of his car too. Joan Rivers called Chelsea Handler unprofessional for the way she left E. Speaking of unprofessional, who's the monster that did Joan's face? That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. There will never be a point in your, time, in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. Jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it, that you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. 
I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their job, but they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on easy. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. 
Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.